from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry product at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233-249-39-3361 Email us revismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. No more challenges, no more battle, because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle, the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Are you getting it now? In leadership, can I, can I have some, let me show you something quickly. In leadership, I am the leader, he is the follower. So it is just like the military thing. He needs to look at the back of my head in order to maximize the direction for where we are going. Because I know the end. So I am going to the end. He is following me. So he needs to trust where I am taking him. That is why leadership is very crucial. So if you are going to be a house band and you don't know yourself, you yourself, where you are going, you cannot go and marry anybody's daughter and say, let's go. Because the rule is that she is the follower. So she needs to follow. Can I get one? One lady standing here so that I can, I can show you something. So you stand here. Stand behind me so that I can use the gender very well. So stand behind me. So she is the follower. I am the leader. I'm leading the house. So as I am going, she needs to do what? Follow. So she's following me because she trusts that I am going there. So she has entrusted herself into me. So I am the mirror. I am the face of the family. Whatever I do affects the family. Whatever she does affects me. But not her. So I need to control her to be able to be in line with me because we are going somewhere. That is, men here, listen to this very carefully. It is serious responsibility God placed on our shoulders. So at any time, come, Jimama, come. At any time, 
Jimama decides to come here. We will have conflicts. Do you not see? Because her role is supposed to be behind, but not at par with me. So we are having conflict in marriages and relationship because the women and the man are at par. So it's a conflict of role. Because at this level, we are equals. And now I am no more leading because when I'm going, she will also be going. Sometimes she will overtake me. And in certain marriages, the woman is here and the man is here. So she takes the decision and everybody is following. So can you imagine? And God, when God is coming to address, God will look for the woman to address. So when the God comes, he will ask Adam, where are you? That is why in Genesis, God asks Adam, where are you? Because God saw that Adam who was the leader was not in place. He saw Eve in place because it was Eve who went for the fruit and gave to Adam. So Eve was dictating for the house. So when God came, God questioned of Adam, where are you? In Genesis 3 simply means that Adam, where, why have you left the role I gave you to play to the woman? So anytime there is a problem in the marriage, God does not, listen men here, listen to me. Anytime there's a problem in the marriage, God will never, never hold the woman accountable. He will hold you the man accountable. So don't wear trousers and wear shoes and have a mustache. Now it has become norm. Some are growing longer than mine. So that they will know they are men. That is not who a man is. So our great grandfathers, especially with Akan, they when they understood all these things, they gave a problem. They said, "Etuotua, etribema dem." In other words, when there is when there is a bullet release, is the man that will go and face it. Amen. You see, man or human has has missed the societal role of man and woman. So we have created confusion in the quest for industrialization and. And, and e-commerce and trade and business and work and academic and whatever it is, women have risen and human rights and all they've risen to a certain position which makes them think they are the leaders. But in the divine order of God, he never gave the leadership role to a woman. Women can lead corporately in corporate organizations, whatever it is and all those things, but the family fronts God sees the man. The man can be a messenger. The woman can be the president. God sees the messenger husband as the head of the family. Am I communicating something? So where the confusion is that the woman is not in sync with the man by following, he is on the road. And the man is not also playing his role as the leader because if the man is confused of where he's going and the woman really knows where they are going, who will take the lead? So also, where the problem is that for the fact that you are supposed to lead me, does not mean that I should lead you, I should follow you to go and destroy us. You, the man, you don't have uh, what do you call it? Financial plan in place. You don't know how to, to budget. You don't know uh, what is the vision for the whole family. The children's education or 
How many children are we giving birth to? How is our money? At what point are we going to get mortgage? At what point are we buying land? At what point we are doing this? You don't have no clue about anything. And anything you know is that uh, uh, my mother said, uh, I'm going to think about it. And and my sister. And, and uh, Then it means that if the woman waits to wait for you, all of you will crash in the deep sea. So the woman now will take the road. That is where the problem comes in. Because yes, I have to follow you as the leader, but it doesn't also mean that I have to be stupid. It's simple. In leadership, we are what we call assertiveness. It's a leadership trait. The assertiveness is the ability to be known that you are in control of your environment and you are in charge. When I take the microphone and I'm standing here, there is no doubt you can tell me that I don't know my subject matter. So I speak with authority because I know myself. The Bible said that the people said, and Jesus spoke with authority, not like the other people. What they want to say that he knows his subject matter, what he's discussing at that time. Because when you don't know your subject matter, people will teach you what to do. And so is in marriage as a leader. If you, the man who is the leader, does it, if a leader doesn't know where he's going, all his followers will teach him where he should go. Because every road will lead to somewhere. Hello, give me a word. But a typical example is that if you see me as your pastor and you know that I'm a leader, who knows where he's going? So my authority is always clear. And in the same vein, in the marriage as a man, men listen to me, your authority as a man in the marriage should always be clear. Because you are the house band. If you fail to pull your wife in order, when she has, she goes to mess up, it is you. Did you get a whole thing? It doesn't mean she doesn't have a sense. No. I'll get to that place. The woman, you'll understand. The woman has a sense. The woman's dream is intact. Are you following me? But the man's role is to help the woman's dream to materialize. Hello? Men, whilst we are trying to make our dreams become reality, we also have to help the women who we have taken as our wife to also realize her potential and her dream. And also help the children to also realize their potential and their dream. So that together the, the family will stay together. Is it easy? The men are quiet. Men talk to me. Is it easy? It's not about where is my food, where is my socks, Sarah. You didn't hear my shirt. Amen. Responsibility. Provide leadership. In other words, you give vision. You give direction. Specific, you know where you are going. You determine the investment nature of your family. Every money that comes in should not be spent. You have to know that, look, we have to save towards this. And the man, you should know that. Amen. At this stage, we need to acquire land and build. We need to be able to decide the children's school and where should they go and all those things. You come out with it. The woman gives her input into it. You decide. And then eventually you take the decision. When you stand and you are talking, you don't say, and my wife said. You say, and I said. Though it's an agreement between you and your wife, you are the spokesperson. 
of the family. That is the role of the man. So in other words, when the woman becomes a spokesperson of the family, because of your incompetence as a man, there comes what you call role conflicts. And that creates problems. Am I communicating? Give me a wave. You'll be uncomfortable as I go with you. So the man is to lead and be the head of the marriage to take responsibility for his wife and to provide her with emotional, take note, to provide her one with emotional and psychological and sexual needs. One, emotional, say emotional. Say psychological say physical say sexual so the man is supposed to provide emotional psychological physical and sexual needs of the lady he calls my wife in other words what it means is that the man's role as the house band the one that binds the house is to make sure that emotionally the woman is okay. In other words, the woman doesn't get troubled. There are people today, they are in marriages, they are emotionally troubled. Emotionally imbalanced. Amen. They get easily upset. Amen. They are depressed. They are not happy irrespective of whatever the conditions, circumstances surrounding your marriage, it is your duty as the man to always find a way to make the woman happy. Because so Bible says that we the men should dwell with women with wisdom. With what? With what? Wisdom. Because they are what? A weaker vessel. No matter how a woman will display strength and whatever bible says you're a weaker vessel and he says we the men should dwell with you with wisdom the man can stand behind you beat me beat me if you are like a man beat me beat me beat me beat it doesn't mean because she's running her mouth beat me beat me you also want to show to her that you are a man it doesn't make you a man when you beat her it makes you a coward though there are some women who beat their husbands and if you are like that, also stop. Amen. You are not satisfying the emotional needs of the woman. You have turned her into a punching bag. However, your role as a man, as ordained by God, is for you to be the leader by providing that emotional needs. It doesn't mean the woman will not trouble you. Some women are very troublesome. Amen. They can run their mouth, but they don't have the strength. You need wisdom. That's why every man, every time, you have to pray for God to give you wisdom as to how to handle your girlfriend or your wife. It's critical. And from today, every man here, pray that prayer consciously and ask God to reveal your wife to you and her or your lady, how you can handle that woman or how you can handle that. Because everyone can be handled if God gives you the grace. Can I hear an amen? It doesn't matter how many books you read, but when you ask God, he will help you. He said, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask. And I'll give unto him. 
So you need wisdom. You see, the thing about managing a woman is not <coughs> easy. Women are very, very complicated. You need wisdom to be able to manage them. Because what excites you doesn't excite them. And what excites them does not excite you. Amen. Because you all think differently. The man thinks in boxes. Say boxes. The brain has two major chambers. The right and the left. The man makes use of his right chamber of the brain more effectively than the left. Amen. The left is full more of intuition. Feeling. The woman said, I feel. He said, you feel what? Tell me. He said, I feel. This guy, I feel. I feel. But I can't I feel. And the man said, give me evidence. The right brain is working. The right brain looks for evidence, concrete evidence. The left feels. As the man thinks one side at a time, the woman thinks with both. So the woman can be in the kitchen and still have her eyes and her ears in the sitting room. Amen. You can all be watching a movie. And the man will be be deep in the movie. Yeah, the woman is mm, something is smelly in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, come on, give me a wave. Because the left brain is still working with the right. When the man has to think about issue of finance, he has to move himself from one side to get to there. And he thinks about the issues of finance and analyze things. When he has to be emotional, he has to move himself. Into the area, but the woman can switch easily. That is why a woman can sit by you and she's laughing. All of a sudden, she's crying. <laughs> you are all conversing and chatting and laughing. You didn't know what you said that you make her upset. She's angry all of a sudden. You ask her what he says, or nothing. Did I say anything that offended you? No. So what is wrong with you? But we're talking right now and laughing. Yes, and so what? Either you said something that she's hurt or she quickly remembers something and she switched off. Man, give me a way. When we go to heaven, we have to ask God questions. Because this responsibility is not easy. <laughs> so you need more prayers. And we need more patience. Amen. So the emotional, the physical needs. A woman will see different types of shoes, want to buy it. A man can do with one shoe for a long time. Amen. But the woman wants to change it. You don't fault them. That is the makeup of a woman. Men, listen to it. When you don't understand that, you fight them and you create problems. Because women always want to have physical presence. What they wear is important to them. How they look is important to them. Men, naturally, we don't care what we put on. That is why when you find a man that is so particular about, about his dress, about his this thing, and not, he's a difficult man to stay with. Hello? And the same vein, if you find a woman who is also not neat and doesn't care about her appearance, she needs a serious help. Because women naturally, God created them to be able to, you see, to nourish their body. 
So they are attracted by nice things, attractive things, nice hair, nice shoe, nice clothing. They have money to go to the market to go and buy things. They will see this before you know they have switched all the money into buying this. They, they, they buy by impulse, no budget. A man will say, are you going to the market? Say yes. Where are you going to buy? Provide the list. Shito, pepper. Uh, what do you call it? Pepper, uh, tomatoes, onion. So what is the total? I'm giving you the money. The woman say, give me the money. <laughs> are you understanding? Because she knows how to go and manage to buy her things. And then save small to also get something. But the man wants everything calculated. As a husband or as a man, you should know that Women doesn't need to be restricted in that environment. You need to be able to guide them in their spending, but you don't need to stifle them. Hello? Because women want to express themselves. And you should help them to express. Because it is in their expression they feel good. Every woman has a phobia. That is why it is difficult to, for a woman and a woman to work than a woman and a man to work. Because of their phobia, they compete with each other secretly. So, a mother can compete with a daughter over the husband. Hello. <laughs> When the husband begins to give more attention and love to the daughter, the woman becomes jealous. Though it's her own daughter. But you, that daughter, Ubo. the kind of treatment your mother, sitting things you have not done, your mother said you have done it. Because you are stealing her love. Hello. So men, there is a need for you, to, for us to be careful how we balance the equation when it comes to women. Because a chocolate can excite a woman. You, a chocolate will not excite you. Hello? Even going on WhatsApp alone and giving a message with keys or flower or whatever can make a woman's day happy. But you want to say, oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Because where your mind is running, you don't even think about these things. But believe you me, a woman, Pippi, hey! she took it, takes it and opens it. Hey, love. That day, you see a sighted working and all those they ask her, what is that? He said, oh. That alone. Are you there with me? So men, we have to get that in leadership. I'm giving you the nitty gritties of leadership. Little things like this, text messages, buying her a gift, surprising her, giving her a peg. Even if she's not looking nice, you look at her and say, what? You, when I see you, then I'm melting. Even the way you smile and all those things. You see, the more you say, the more she challenges herself to look good. And the more she looks good, the more she represents you more. You take the pride. But if you find it difficult to express yourself to the woman as the leader, because leaders express. Are you getting what I'm saying? They express. Leaders talk. You need to talk. If you're a leader and you can't talk, 
you can lead. So in the marriage, you need to talk. Hello? Man, give me a wave. You need to talk. If you are married and you you are in bed and after everything, talk. There's a need for you to talk. Sex is communication in marriage. It is not only for pleasure, but it is a tool of communication as God created it. So after everything, you discuss how the whole match went. Did the striker strike well? How did the goalkeeper handle the ball? <laughs> you discuss the, the strategy on the field. And whether the players understood the strategy, if they don't understand the strategy, they have to communicate. So tomorrow, we revise our notes so that anytime we finish the match, everybody will be happy. But we don't finish the match, then you turn towards the wall. <laughs> or you just entered onto the field. The match is supposed to last for 35 or 40 minutes. You just entered into the field. Just you played only for five minutes. And then you lift up your hands. <laughs> you need substitution. <laughs> Don't forget you are the captain. Captains are not substituted out of the match until injury time. <laughs> you play to the end. So you need to exercise. So captains, when you go to, when you are captain of a team, when you go for training, the captain's training is more than that of the other players. Because he's carrying the shoulder, the, the whole team on his shoulders. So man, you are young now, even at this stage. You take the ball, you can't dribble many. You have to start working on yourself. Hello? Because in every marriage, as the leader, the wife following needs a man who has a stamina. And can run long distance, not short distance. If you are going on short distance, then when I meet with couples, we talk in real language. There are short distance, but he has a name. Amen. Those ones are, we call it pranks. You are just playing pranks in the marriage. Those that are in the kitchen or whatever, you just, I mean, those ones are unplanned. Hello? Yes, that one is there. But the real match because there is gutter to gutter and there is 90 minutes. <laughs> so give me a way. Tell somebody be a leader as a man. Don't, don't run away. And, and, and be giving excuses. They are looking for you as the man and you are not there. He said, my wife, go and talk to them. What about you? Oh, there are some men. Is the woman who go to talk for them. They will push you. Go and talk. Except for you go and talk to me. You know me. I don't like talking. When you are a man, you should know that you need to talk. You call spade a spade. Because it's part of your leadership role. 
when the thing is not working, say no, 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 no. Bible says that we should rebuke in love. It's not working. Can we have it this way? The woman says, why? You explain why you should have it that way. And be firm and fair. As the leader. First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. Can you give me that scripture? But am I communicating? He said, but I want you to know that the head of every man is what? Christ. And the head of woman is what? Man. And the head of Christ is who? God. Now, this headship, have you ever heard men saying that I am the head? You need to obey me. Have you heard it before? Oh, have you heard it before? If you have not heard it, maybe you have heard it from your father before. That your mother doesn't respect me, your mother doesn't know that I am the head. Look, even the Bible says that, that you should respect me because I am the head. Have you heard it before? Headship, according to the scripture, reveals three major things. Three major things. One is called authority. Say authority. Authority. When he says the man is the head, he's not just talking about the head on the body. But he's saying that the man has authority. And authority is power to control and to direct. To control and to direct. Where you derive leadership from. Because every leader has authority. That is why he's a leader, isn't it? So, to control and to direct. That is what God says that is the head. He has what it takes to control and to direct. Control, control his family. Direct, direct his family on the right path. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will never depart from it. To direct. Authority. The second thing. I told you it depicts what three things, isn't it? The second thing that a headship stands for is responsibility. 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 And which, what is that? He needs to be responsible enough to provide for the family. Protect the family. Amen. In other words, how does he, he has to protect the family from both external and internal aggression. If the family or his family is coming to attack the wife, he should be able to protect the wife. So that they don't feed on her and trouble her. Internally, he has to protect the family also from any form of attack. So he serves as a shield for the family. So he has that responsibility to make sure that the family doesn't lack anything. And in this, I'm not talking about the man being worthy more than the woman or the woman being no. I'm talking about making sure that the resources or anything that is available, everybody is enjoying and we are moving on. The woman can be wealthy, no problem. Or the man can be wealthy, no problem. It's just a balance. Responsibility. So he's the head because he has authority. He's the head because he has responsibility. And then the third reason why of being headship is to also provide counsel. So he's able to provide counsel for the family. When the children run home and they have issues, can be able to listen to them. You know, say, go and see your mother. 
or go and see this, go and see that. As a man, you should sit in place and say, listen, that is why we have a proverb that says that whenever the man speaks in the house, everybody keep quiet. So it shouldn't be a man speaking and nobody will hear again. Are you following what I'm saying? No matter how it is, the woman, the mother will speak, but let the man voice bring the finality of all things. So that is, so anytime a man says, I am the head, you have to obey me. The first question is that, do you have the authority? Are you responsible? Amen. Do you provide the needed counsel that we need in this place? So every man listen to me under the sound of my voice, both here in this church and outside of this church. Please take your position and let your girlfriend safely trust in you and let your husband and your family, let your wife and your family also safely trust in you. Because they count on you to be able to be what God wants them to be. You are their head. My final point, I have some five minutes to end. My final point today is that the husband must love his wife. The role of the husband. The husband must love his wife. Amen. The husband must love his wife. The husband must love his wife. Amen. The husband must love his wife. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 to 28. Can you give me that? He says, Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for a pause. That word there, husbands, love your wives, is what we call the agape love. There are Three levels of love. Say three levels of love. <laughs> there are three levels of love that should be able to be exhibited by the husband to the wife. The first level of love is the agape love, which has been generally been described as the love of God. For God so loved the word that he gave. That love is an unconditional love. I love you for whoever you are. I'm not loving you because your soup tastes good. I'm not loving you because you look beautiful. I'm not loving you because you know how to walk. I'm not loving you because your body part is in place. I'm not loving you because you satisfy me sexually or you don't satisfy me sexually. But I love you because you are an image of God and I love God. So I'm extending that love of God to you. So that is what it means that husband loves your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Christ loved the church when the church is in sin, which is the body of Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten. And in Romans he says that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ did what? Died for us. And it's not when we were not without sin. But when we were in sin, he still went ahead to do what? To die for us. So this love is saying, the agape love, the unconditional love, the love that can lay down your life, the life, the love that seeks the interest of the other above himself. Is it easy? When you don't have the money, but you can give it to the woman and say, take it to go and take care of yourself. And you, the man, you walk because you know that you can make it 
Like Loyari was sharing yesterday. Where the man gets to a place and thinks that everything I have is not mine. And I don't care. It's a love that is not easy. It's a love that depicts that you are dead to yourself. And the Bible is saying that a man should die to himself for the woman. Just as Christ also died for us. Men, can you do it? Is it easy? Say the role of the husband. So you see why we're having challenges and conflict in marriages because many of us men are too alive. And when you are alive on the hospital theater, you definitely cannot have operation. That is why when God wanted to demonstrate the agape love, out of the agape love God brought formed Eve, he killed Adam. Bible says that he put him to sleep. Actually, that word means that death. So, Adam's natural instinct was displayed from his life. So, he has no feelings of anything. It's typical of what you can say you have been sedated. You wake up and you realize you have been cut. But you didn't know what actually transpired. I'm not talking about partial power. I'm talking about complete chloroform. So God have to put the guy to sleep. Did It was the first surgery that took place on earth and picked the rib and formed the woman. So woman was formed out of love. Say love. Say love. No, don't say love. You know, say it like the Nigerian man will say love. <laughs> that is why Every woman, no matter how old she is and everything, want love. Amen. If you can give her love, the child that gives the mother love more. Hey, mama, mommy, my mother. You are like, the mother loves that child more. Have you seen it before? Because the embodiment of woman is love. That is why we are Valentine. Saint Valentine have to be able to love someone to a Valentine. Romeo and Juliet. That is why people can die for love. For a woman. Because woman was made, woman is an embodiment of love. Tell the person in my you that woman is an embodiment of love. So women expresses the agape of God. That unconditional love. God created women unconditionally. So that we the men will love them unconditionally. Is it easy? Say the role. If you understand this thing called the role of the husband. Look, many people, many men are alive. Who? We are too alive. The same thing many women are alive. I'll get to the women by tomorrow. I'm doing this series and then I'll finish with you. Many women too are alive. So we are, not, we are having challenges. He said, so verse 26. He said that he might sanctify, do what? Sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. What is the word? Preaching, admonishing, correction, counseling, directing, that everything about the woman will change. You pick the woman from the family. When next time the family meet the woman, they should say that, ah, thank God you married our daughter. And he says, 27, I'm reading to 28. 27, he says, 
that he might present her to himself. To himself, To himself, the man. To himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any certain that, that she should be holy and without blemish. And 28 says this. He says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So there's a benefit there. He who loves his wife loves himself. So he's telling us that if you said you love yourself, then automatically you should be able to love your wife. That is unconditional because we love ourselves unconditional. Have you, can you stand in the mirror and slap yourself? You are not correct. Next time, behave, behave, behave. Oh, gently ask you <laughs> and take you somewhere to be helped. Amen. It's simple. That is why I was preaching on Sunday and I said that any human being that does not love himself does not qualify to love another person. Because what you don't have, you cannot give. It's simple. So that is the first level of love. The second level of love is what you call the filio. Say filio. Say filio. Now that love is a love that exists between friends. You can look at this person and say, oh, it's my friend. And that kind of thing. You can share together and all those things. That is the kind of love that makes us to know ourselves and to communicate. It exists between parents and children, friends and all those without any string attached or whatever it is. Are you understanding me? So that one is a mutual benefit of love. Feel you. So you marry your friend. You don't marry a stranger. That is why there is courtship. But today, generation are not ready for courtship. They are ready for sex ship. They look at the back. He said, whoa. What a woman's back. Are you a organizer? <laughs> Amen. They look at the color. He said, yes, me, it is the fair ones I like. The slim one I like. The ladies will say, me, I like the, the man with the muscles. And right now, the guys also know it. They even go and look for forms or whatever. I don't know it. And they pump it in their front and reduce their... Oh, you know that women have the... Oh, what is the name? Give me a name. The women now... Look, if you see a woman's hip these days and you think it's a hip, you are marrying artificial. Amen. Some are genuine. Some are manufactured. Because they sell it now in market. What is the name? You call it. Hip what? Hip pad. And some of them, their hip pad will be there and the hip pad dislocate from position. <laughs> there are some men also now, men also have front pad. <laughs> you think it's a lie? Because they said they realize that the women like heavy Heavy load in front. So they also go and hip it there and they tuck in and drop their trousers in a way and bring their belt to this level. So whilst they walk and they stand there, you see the whole thing. And then the woman will say, Charlie, this is the guy. Marry him. When you get to the honeymoon and he's reducing you will know that there's something called diminishing returns. 
Put your hands together for that. So you need a filial love, which is the love of friendship. You need to cut to a point. Get to know yourself. In the marriage, you will grow. And you become the best of friends in the marriage. You cannot crack jokes and you don't care. You can, when you marry early, when one goes to visit the loo and doesn't flash, it will be a case. But now the time will come and you can go to the loo and you don't flash. This person will come and flash and doesn't have a problem. I mean, you can exchange your brushes and you will not have a challenge. It grows. It doesn't happen instantly. Some of these little things sometimes could have created confusion. But as you are growing in the marriage, you even, sometimes you can open yourself naked and walk there and you don't even care. It's because what? Now you are friends. When you are eating and the other person is not there, you don't feel right. Amen. You have to wait for the person to come for you to eat together. Or when you have not called the person during the day, you will not feel good. You need to call. Beginning, you will not even care. You will even forget yourself for make, for making phone calls and all those things. You grow. Beginning, you can insult it. Get to a time. You can no more insult yourself or have anything because you are now growing and bonding into what? Friendship. Jesus said, I call you no more my disciple. I call you my friend. Every marriage relationship, every relationship, you have to grow into friendship. Feel you. And the last thing is erotic. Eros. Eros. Eros love. And that is the love for sexual drive. You can never have an agape for somebody or feel you for somebody and say you have, you can marry the person. Any woman or any man you need to marry, you have to have a sexual attraction towards the person. It is important. Because if you don't have it, you cannot live together. That is why you can't sleep with your mother or your your sister or your father or your brother. Because between you and your brother, you have agape, you have filio, but you don't have eros. When you eros develop in that, then you kill it. Because it is a bad feeling. Amen. But anyone that is not your brother or your sister and everything, as far as it's going to be your wife or it's your husband or whatever, you definitely will have eros. And in fact, most times, these three love I've shown you, the, the easiest love that grows faster is erotic love. That is why we advise in counseling that you don't need to stay longer in relationship. Because no matter how you want to be a saint, when because eros grows very fast and eros is very strong, when you stay longer before you could say jack, you enter into some avenues you don't need to enter. In fact, you will cash the money before you know that your ATM is not even working. That is erotic power. Rise up on your feet. I'll continue tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, 
YouTube or Twitter. God bless you. No greater